Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise God. You ready to go? Number one, write these down. You're going to love them. I think you are. Praise God. I hope so. The law, the law of vision. Number one, vision is a restraint. Okay, now I'm going to explain this to you. Vision is a restraint. Habits, I don't even like, I don't like goals. I don't like habits. I could be off here, but whatever, just humor me. I don't like goals. I don't like habits. I don't even like discipline. Not in a bad way. I don't think it produces lasting change. I believe wholeheartedly the only thing that produces lifelong lasting change is vision. It's a law, and it's a principle given by heaven. Write that down. The law of vision produces lasting change. Because the Bible says this in Proverbs 29, 18. They'll pop it up there, you'll see it. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. NIV says this. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. You know what that means? There's no restraint to a person without vision. That is why people are reckless in their decisions, their environments, everything they're doing, because they have no restraint because they have no vision. It's not that they don't have discipline. It's not that they don't have this. It's not that they don't have habits. It's not that they don't have goals. When you do not have vision, you do not have guardrails. You know, like when you ride, you know, it's funny. We went to Hawaii. It was really cool. It was awesome. But you're on these mountains, man. My God in heaven, there's some of that whippy, windy roads. But the only thing on some of those things, you go flying off the edge, was this little dinky piece of junk guardrail. But you know what that guardrail did? It showed me the boundaries, the perimeters, how far you can go, and also this. It made you feel safe, even though you knew if you hit it going real fast, it wasn't going to stop you. Right? But what did that thing do? It made you feel safe even though you knew that what? It couldn't really stop me. If I hit it going 80, I'm flying off the edge of this cliff. But what did the guardrail do? Made me have a sense of security even though I didn't know where I was going. See it? That's what vision does. It gives me a sense of security even though when I don't see it coming to pass. Okay? So you get that? So without what? We've been here. Remember vision? I talked about this. Without vision, what do you do? You throw off what? Restraint. What does restraint mean? You have no guidelines. So vision tells you vision tells you what time to get up in the morning. It's not discipline. Discipline wears out. You ever been disciplined in something and you're not disciplined no more? Yes. So vision, you got to see yourself. If you don't see yourself there, you are not going to what? Build about vision tells you how long you can be there. Vision tells you you can hang out with. Most people don't have a problem with sight. They got a problem with vision. It's been coined by this. Everyone has been given the gift of sight, but not everybody has been given the gift of vision. You like that? Everybody can see, but not everybody knows where they're going. Is that okay? So I need you to get a clear, concise vision. Habakkuk said it best. He said, what I, he said, write it down. Make it plain. Come on, right? Write your vision down. Make it plain. Make sure that they that read it will be able to run with it. So you make it so clear that it's easy to see. Husbands and wives, it's time for you guys to start getting together, not just in prayer, but in the place of vision, if you're there. Okay? Vision is better than goals and resolutions. Don't forget that. It's true. People, you know, the gym's going to be packed. Everybody's going to lose 20 pounds. Everybody's going to get a brand new day. It's going to be over in three weeks, right? Everybody's going to get a treadmill. You bought the treadmill. You all got a Peloton or whatever the heck that thing is. God bless you and your Peloton. Basically, it's going to become a clothes rack in about a month. Okay, you, your Peloton, you got four different gym memberships with swipe cards all over your thing. Bottom line is your swipe card is going to become a paperweight because you ain't going to go. 
So I want you to go. I want you to change. I believe you can. It's not pastor being negative, but this is why everybody laughs. Like, the parking lot of the gym next week is going to be, in a month, you're going to be able to park wherever you want. Why? Because it all sounds good, but guess what? Everything you see needs to have legs. Right? If you just got, somebody's going, I'm going to get disciplined. It's good. I'm proving this. You see this? People said what? I'm disciplined. Okay, discipline's going to wear off. I have a brand new action plan I'm going to do. It's going to wear off. But if you got vision, you can't be stopped. Because vision's a law. Remember in the Bible they said, we got a great idea. We got to thinking about building a bridge that's going to go from earth to heaven and reach the heavens. You and me be like, that's so stupid. How are you going to bring the bridge from earth to heaven? God said, what are they doing? It got God's attention. He said, these people are in unity, one accord, and they see what they want. You better go mess it up because if we don't mess it up, they're going to be up in heaven. How can you do that? Power of imagination, the power of sight. They could see it. If you could see it, you could become it. You could see it, you could become it. You see it? So go get a clear vision. Most people got a wrong vision. You see yourself wrong. You don't see who you really are. I keep telling you this. This is why you got to trust me here. You don't even know who you are. That's why somebody's got to tell you who you are. Because I spiritually know who you are. And if you believe what I say about you spiritually, you'll eventually live up to what God created you to be. Does that make sense? Because you don't know how great you really are. Because you see you the way you see you, but you don't see right. Because your glass is dim. But God's glass is what? A mirror. He's showing you who you are. I'm not trying to say that mean, but somebody's got to speak words bigger than where you are, and then you live into the words somebody speaks. That's why you got to watch who you influence your life with. Because some people just goofy, talking all down. Don't talk down, talk up. Find somebody to talk up to yourself. You're spending 90% of your time with the people that need you, guys. I keep telling you this. 10% of your time you spend with the people you need. Better turn that around. Get around. Qualify for it. Push for it. Go get it. Be aggressive about it. I'm going to spend 90% of the time with the people I need. And 10% of the time with the people that need me. Because I'll be, well, guess what? You're going to be ready for it now. That's true fact. It's true. You understand it? So vision. So what do I got to do? I got to get a clear vision. What happens with vision? You ever have glasses, sometimes get a smudge on them? You ever do that with your glasses or something? You guys are, man, these things are dirty. What do you do? You put them in there, you wash them up, what happens? Boom, it gets clear again, right? You ever notice that? Some of you got you to dust off your vision a little bit. Maybe you got a little wayward. Maybe you got a little off. I'm not saying you got anything bad, but, you know, sometimes it gets a little cloudy life. Amen? Write this down, number two. I'm going to give you a bunch of these. This, I'm going to give you more time today because the morning service, I had to make some time. But uh, I want you to look at this. Number two, you got a plan, but God's got the steps. Okay? You got a plan, but God's got the steps. Is that all right? Okay, you understand what that means? You got a plan. That's Proverbs 16 9. Okay, you got a plan, God's got the steps. Ain't that cool? Like, I, got, I know what I'm doing, but wait a minute. God's got steps for the plan. Because that's okay, though. I, don't get negative here. Okay, don't get negative here. Just say, I right, got, man, you in the palm of God's hand. Where, where, how far out you think you can get if you obey? The only problem you get in trouble is when you isolate yourself and don't listen to nobody. Look, if you could do this, man, man, this is going to be so good. If you could take your decision-making and qualify it before you make it, what's your life going to look like in 2020? It's going to be the best life you ever live because it's going to be qualified because we only see in part. Look at this. Ready for this? Proverbs 69. A man's heart, God has plans for each one of our lives, okay? Look at this. A man's heart devises ways, but the Lord directs a step. Now your heart's your spirit, your human spirit, the real you. you got a plan, but God's got steps. Got it? Here's the thing. God has a plan for each one of our lives, yet he brings those plans to pass in a gradual way. 
I'm learning that God tells us where we are going, with, where we're going with our visions, but he really tells us how exactly he's going to take us there. He tells you, you got it, but he, how are you going to get there? He don't tell you all the details. Just screw it up. Right? He gives us purpose, but he doesn't explain the full process. Ain't that cool? He gives you purpose, but he does not explain the full process. Why is that? Because if you start getting all of it too quick, you're not going to be characterly developed for it. I'm going to explain it, okay? Are you with me? You're not going to have the character development for it, and it's important. So you got this. So pull this in, and let me give you some more of this. I think you're going to like it. I know you're going to like it because it's God, right? There is. Now watch this. Now get this, right? Proverbs 69. In his heart, a man plans his course. I got a little different translation. In the heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Notice the word steps. He don't give you the whole picture. He said, take a step and trust me. So you can't get impatient with the steps. Okay? I'm going to show you something here now. Just stay with me. There, there, there is no hurried way to get to God's vision. And he got in no rush. He leads us step by step, day by day, through tribulations, trial, character-building opportunity as he moves you towards your dreams. Why does God lead us this way? Because he doesn't want you only to win. God's not just in the winning. God's in the cultivating you. Watch this. Why does God do this? Because he doesn't want us only to win. He wants us to win with style. He wants you to look good when you're standing up there with that trophy. Watch this. Why? He wants you to win with style because God's desire is to fashion people with character and some of your battle scars have produced the character in your life. God didn't just want to hand you the vision. He wants you to qualify for it. Okay? You see that? Now everybody says, that's uncomfortable. But can you imagine? You know, it's funny. I was in this morning service, you know, and some of you know, Mama, you know what I'm saying. Donnie was here, you know, and he works in an operating room working on people's brains and all this stuff and he's doing this stuff because, like, when the one guy in here got hit in his head, we went they take your brain out, flap, your brain flap, put your flap back in. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Can you imagine if he wasn't produced in patience? The doctor starts asking for stuff. He starts throwing it at the doctor. Man, you keep asking me for all this stuff. Take this day. Can you imagine if he had a bad day? I got a FedEx guy. He was sitting over there this morning. I said, imagine he had a bad day. He just starts chucking packages out the door. I about had this dumb job throwing packages out the door. Christmas rush is crabbing crazy. Ty, you can't just take that plane where you want. I don't want to land here. I land where I want to land. Come on, man. You got to have production. You see this? This is why God don't just give you everything. You would not be qualified for it. You don't know what it costs to get it. You're not going to respect it when you get there. That's why God's got no problem with the process because he knows the process is cultivating your life to get you there. See what I'm saying? Now, now, some are saying, well, some of this road has been painful. Some of the road you didn't need to be on as long as you've been on. That's why you need to listen. Okay? But that's David all day long. David gets anointed to be king, and then God tells him, go play with the sheep. Hello? <laughs> Prophet showed up at the house and said, hey, where's the boys at? He said, here they all are. Lined them all up, the best-looking one to the ugliest one. He said, none of these admit. You got another kid? He said, yeah, I got this kid, David. He's over there. We didn't even bring him to the club. Overlooked and underqualified and not even chosen by his own father. Rejected. Went and got him and said, this is the one. Anoints him to be king, and then he says, what? Go play with sheep. Leaves him alone for years until he's what? Forms his day. You know what the funny thing about this? 
I ask myself the question like you did. Why you tell them early? Why'd God tell you the things early in vision so you don't quit on the way to getting there? Why are you telling David he's going to be king day one and then you leave him to go back with sheep? Because if you didn't tell him early, he might have forgot who he was. And he might have quit in the process. That's why God tells you who you're going to be early. And then he starts the process of cultivating you to get there. And on the way to get there, it might be painful. But without the process, you can't stay there. You understand it? So ain't nothing wrong with it. Just let it work its work. But understand this. Without vision, you ain't never going to see it. Because you got to be able to train when nobody's seeing it. You know, I love it. I tell my wife all the time. And don't, if you do this, don't get mad. I'm not talking about you. But I love everybody posting all their workout pictures. You know what I'm saying? And we go, look at me. I'm like, yeah, look at you. I train in darkness and show up when the lights come on. That's how I roll. With how much you get, how much you get in there. Don't worry about what I'm getting in there. I'm going to tell none of you until I got to show up. Listen to what I'm trying to say with that. A lot of the training you do, it's cute. I don't care. Post all the selfies you want about you working out. I'm glad you're working out. But this is what I'm trying to say. Get the concept. You got to train when nobody's looking. I'm proud of you doing what you're doing. Put it all over the place. Show me you're walking. I want to see you walk. Matter of fact, tag me in it. Okay? Because I want you to get healthy and get fit. But here's what I'm saying. A lot of people want to show up when the lights are on. It's too late. You got to train in darkness. And darkness is where you're cultivated because when the lights come on, too late. You know what I mean by that? You got to get up when nobody's looking. Ain't no selfies and it's 5 o'clock in the morning. It's too dark. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Paul. That bridge is early. Right? I got to walk this day. You know what I'm saying? Take a selfie. Look at me. I'm ready to kill somebody. Right? You say, somebody, but no. But seriously, somebody asked me, like, why does it take so long to be in the ministry? So I don't kill one of you people. That's why. I'm ready to be a preacher. Oh, yeah? Thank God for the 15 years because these people are crazy. Uh, Pastor, I got a problem. What's your problem? Remember all that stuff you told me to do and really warned me not to do? I did all of it. And it's really not working out good. So can you help me get out of it? Sure. Let's take six months and do the same stuff you're probably not going to do six months from now. Great. Let's do it. Come on in the office. You want some coffee? I would have killed you a long time ago. You better thank God for the process. Smile. I'm talking about you. It's, like, it's a miracle some of you didn't go nuts at work and hit somebody. Okay, I'm talking about the process. Don't worry about the process. The process is ready for your promotion. Because I'm telling you what the process is all about. When you get on the platform, it's too late for the process. That's the problem you see. People get to the platform, whatever it is in life, and now you haven't been cultivated in the process, and now all your cracks show up. Did you pull that in? Now you're there, and now you have not been cultivated in character. Now it's too late. See what I'm saying? So don't worry about the process of notice, but I got to keep vision because vision makes me show up when I can't see nothing because I already see it. That's the key because vision already sees it. How do I get that clear? Easy. You start producing it, okay? Write this down, number three. You ready for this? The root prepares me for the destination. Sometimes we become impatient with God's process because we can see our destinations and we want to arrive there Tomorrow, the route prepares me for the destination. I don't like the way to get, you ever go somewhere? I don't like the road I'm on. You know, I was on I-4 yesterday. What a stinking nightmare. Could they figure this road out? God almighty. And then they got this one section of it where all the lines just merge together. You don't know what it is going on. It's like a squiggle line. It's like spaghetti strap. I'm like, this is great. It's like spaghetti. Where do we stay? Where do we go? We go right, we go left. I don't know. Everybody just merged together. Praying tongues and hope you can get through it. It's crazy. Right? I don't like the road to get there, but if you want to get to see the mouse, you got to go take the road. 
You know what? There ain't a kid in the world that ever drove that road going to see that mouse cared about that stupid squiggly lines on the road. He just saw the mouse. We're going to see the mouse. They could care less. We didn't go see the mouse, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about Mickey Mouse. Some of you people need to catch up. You think they care what those lines look like? We're going to Universal. You think they care about traffic? You don't care about none of that, right? They care less about that. You think they care about squiggly lines and roads that should have been built? No. I don't like the road to get there. You girls know what I'm talking about. You want those fancy shoes? You like those shoes? You ladies know what I'm talking about. You got to maybe sometimes take the trek to the promised land. You ain't got no problem in that traffic when you got that money burning a hole in your pocket. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. We're going to the Millennium Wall. Hallelujah. Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? If you don't like that one, we're going to Texas Day Brazil, and we're going to eat a bunch of steak. Hallelujah. I feel the Lord. I don't feel like fasting right now. You got to take it. There ain't no other way. They ain't delivered. You Uber, what do you call that thing? Uber Eats or eat, 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 get your eats. Whatever I think. That eat place ain't bringing you nine pounds of meat. You got to get out there. See what I'm saying? Nobody's complaining about that road, get that journey. When you what? The prize is on the other side. You see what I'm saying? Your prize is on the other side of the journey. You can't get mad at the route you got to take to get there. It's the only way to get there. It's the only way to get there. So don't get mad at the process of driving there. Oh, is he talking about riding a car? No, I'm talking about your spiritual life. You want those promises? You want those promises? You want that stuff? You got to get on the road to get there. My question to you is this. Are you even on the road to get there? I'm just driving. <laughs> Man, you might be driving in the wrong direction. Do you have a road? Vision is the road that gets you to your destination. You see it? What happens if I don't, I'm not on the right road? You can't get to where you want to go. So now you got to make sure the road you're on it can take you there. You seeing it? Where's your road taking you? I don't know. Who are you hanging out with? A bunch of broke, jacked up people talking unbelief. Ain't got, don't, they don't want to go to church. Maybe you got to get a new road. I'm on the road where a bunch of people believe what I believe, think what I think, say I'm part of relevant. They think what I think, say what I say. I call them up. They pray in tongues. Instead of let me have a blabathon and talk about all my blah, 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 blah. I got on the phone the other day. They rebuked me, told me praying the Holy Ghost, prayed with me, agreed with me. That's the kind of friends you need. Told me, come on, you see what I'm saying? What, what road are you on? I'm on the broke, busted, disgusted, sick. You better get off that street. Down there on, you know, Grumble Alley, you need to get out of there. Murmuring, complaining Boulevard, you better get out of there. I'm just trying to help you. Look at Proverbs 20, 24. The very steps we take come from God. Otherwise, how in the world will we know where we're going? That's what it says in the message. <laughs> That's good, right? Come on, you got God's ways or your ways? Here's the thing. However, guess what? Now watch this. Now I really want you to listen to this, right? Okay, even though I got, God says I got a route that'll take you there. Even though the route may seem long, it's been designed to keep you, it, it's been designed to keep you on the place to get to your destination. It is designed to prepare us for this place. Okay, now watch this. You must stay the course. If you're going to follow God and the work of God, you're going to have to stay in your seat while God, where God's placed you and put on your seatbelt and hang on until he brings the vision to pass. It'll be realized, but you must wait on him. We ask, why do we need to go this way? Why in the world do I got to be on this road taking me here? And he's going to answer you three things that I'm going to tell you about. Number one, it's developing your character. Okay? This thing, whatever this process is you're waiting for, is developing your character. Okay, you need. We all need character development because, like I said, can you imagine if you work in customer relations and you got anger issues? We got a problem. 
See what I'm saying? So everything that's going on is working in your character to get you there. Um, you know, sometimes it's this. God wants us to prepare, prepare us to receive it and walk in it before you get there. So you might not know why you need this, but just like David, you got to stay in the process. Number two, it produces responsibility in you. This thing, this preparing time, this vision time, it produces responsibility in you. Is that okay? And nobody, we don't see a lot of responsibility anywhere in the earth. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. Call, call up for something. Nobody's in charge. You got to go talk to, man, literally, I had to go to, I had to talk to four people to find out somebody that can make a decision because nobody wants to take responsibility for anything in life. Isn't that amazing? No, this is not my department. Well, whose department do I got to stand this phone for until I can get something figured out? Is it true? You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be responsible for anything. Nobody wants to be responsible for this. You know, nothing. Now, here is a huge one. I never thought about this day in my life. I've never said these words, and I want you to write them down. It helps battle the unbelief of impatience. It helps battle the unbelief of impatience. I have never said that a day in my life. Unbelief of impatience. It helps battle the unbelief of impatience. And I've seen it. Impatience is a form of unbelief. If I'm becoming impatient, am I really secure in his promises? The unbelief of impatience. And I'm not just talking about traffic. You know what I'm saying. I'm talking about God, why is it taking so well, don't, don't you trust God's character that he knows just the right time? It's the unbelief of impatience. It helps me battle the unbelief of impatience. Because I thought about it. I said, patience, when patience has its perfect work, promises are waiting for you. Am I really patient? No, not in some things. I'm really battling the unbelief of impatience. But it's funny, impatience is a place of unbelief. Yeah. So how about this? I just go, hey, God, take your time. It's okay with me. <laughs> I got you. I know. I know you're good for what you said. You see what I'm saying? It helps you there. This is why sometimes on the journey, we're cultivating all this stuff. We're walking through the process. You know what? Think about this. Some of the promises, if God gave it to you right now, some of the people involved in it wouldn't be what? Character developed? They wouldn't even be ready. They wouldn't even be in a spot to get to the next level with you. So maybe God's working on everybody in a season just making sure everything goes the way he needs it to go. I think God's a little bit bigger than, you know, I don't know about you, but he put the stars in the sky. He's got the water in the palm of his hand, and he put all the sand in the sea. He's got all this stuff figured out. I'm pretty sure he can figure out where you're going to be 2015, 2016, 2017, and 2020. He's God. You wouldn't even be here without God. Now you're wondering about, hey, what am I doing here? He put you here. He's got to figure it out. Relax. But here's the thing. How come sometimes we can't stay faithful in our commitment to trust him when we don't see it working? Because we're not walking by faith. We're walking by what we're saying. Put trust in him. And I, I'm going to tell you right here now. You know, it's funny. I was talking to these guys. You know, we went fishing. You know, we go fishing. One time I went fishing in the middle of the ocean. You know, and you guys understand. GPS people, you understand. You fly by sight. You fly by faith, man. You got to read stuff. When you're in the water, I'm out there three hours one time, straight down the middle of the I don't know where I am. I don't know north, south, east, and west. I don't know where the heck I was. I was out there in deep water, though. And these guys are all, you know, everybody's a pilot. You know, that's the, like, everybody's the captain of the boat. I'm, the, I'm the captain of the boat because I'm going home safe. So I said, and it's the funny thing in the world. You're all the way out there. You can't see nothing. And I said, man, how in the world? And you think about it. You go, that little bobber, stupid little bobber. You know, it's really not a stupid little bobber. It looks like a little bobber. That little compass. Man, that's the way home. You got all this fancy stuff, in multiple engines, all this gear, all this stuff. I'll tell you what the most important thing on that boat is, that compass. That compass is the key to getting us all back. You know what? You drive and drive and drive, right? When you were there, you've done it. 
I did it. It took an hour and 45 minutes one time we went here. Other time I was out three hours. I was in New Jersey. I went way the heck out there. I said, we just driving and driving. And all we're doing is trusting that little bubble. That's all we did. Didn't see nothing. Didn't see nothing. All I seen was water. All I did was mud. And every once in a while when you're driving, what do you do? You look down just to make sure you're right on. Now they got electronics tell you when you do something. But right, you got to still look at that compass. We got going. Where we going? Let's keep going west, baby. We got to get home. And you go in and go and waves this. One time we out there, hour and a half, man, and the storming and stuff. Just riding. Boom, boom, boom. Got to get back. What do you trust? I'm trusting a little bobber to get me home. I felt good. You don't see no land. You can't see land. Can't see where you're going. You're just trusting. That's vision. You look at something. You know what's funny? I thought about it. Periodically, I just, what do you do? We're still good. You just keep taking life. That's what vision does. It lets you stay the course even when you can't see where you're going. That word does that, that little compass does. It's like your life's like GP. Where am I going? Go find the compass. I don't know where I'm going. It don't look like a lot of times I know where I'm going. But what do I do? I trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I lean not into my own. So you got to go back to here. That thing's a navigational point. The word of God in your heart will navigate what you do not know. Well, I don't know if I can trust it. Well, you can trust God, but can God trust you? That's the question. How dare we say, can we trust God? We can trust God, but God can trust you to be faithful to what he said. Or are you so easily persuaded that when you don't see it work, you just disconnect and go any old direction you want to go? Well, I don't want to do this no more. Well, guess what? The compass ain't lying. That word don't lie. Oh, there's little surrender points. I understand. Look, guys, I'm not here trying to go driving home like this and be like giving you a hard time. That's not what I'm here for. You know what I'm here for? Hey, let's go. Somebody got to take your vision out and kind of let's dust it. I told him in the morning service, don't none of you plan on retiring. Oh, my God. I had a bunch of them in here this morning. I went to a new guy, too. I'm going to retire. You ain't retiring. I got plans for all of you. I'm serious. They said, what do you mean plans for all of us? I said, I got plans for everybody. You think I'm doing this by myself? You're already on mine. Come on, let's go. One of the guys, which is good, he's not here today. He said, I go to the veterans. I go to the veterans hospital. The, you know the veterans thing over there on Fentress up there? You go to more, whatever. He goes, I go, I say, I should read the Bible with those guys. Do something. Change somebody's life. Bring somebody hope. Every Monday night, you're down there bringing somebody hope. Somebody's doing something in the prison. You bring somebody hope. Find somebody. Your life, your life's not over. Go read books with kids or something. Go find something to do. Use your time wisely. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. You're, you're just, you, let me tell you what, you're in a powerful spot to change somebody's life. Because you, you live life. If you're retiring, you know what you got? Wisdom. You know what? If you're at the age of retiring, you got wisdom. It's called life experience. Most people don't have it. They don't even know what it is. You can help navigate people. I'm telling you right now, you'll save 20 years of somebody's life if they'd pay attention. That's what I'm saying. And, don't think, and here's the biggest problem. Let me tell you what. I know what the problem is with you guys because I got it too. It's the worst feeling in the world. Well, nobody wants to listen. No, duh. Welcome to my world. But here's the thing. But here's my thing. It's the truth. It'll scare you because you, you, out, you outlive your audience. It's the guy. I can help you. That's why you got to margin your life as you get older. You got to find people that listen. It's hard, but when you find one, don't let them out of your sight. You saying? Because mentorship saves you time and money. Two things. Young, young people, you dense. I love you, but don't be dense. This is what wisdom does. Saves you time and money. You ain't got enough of either one of them, and you never have enough of either one of them. So what you do is you got to find somebody that can fast track you to success. 
in my life that's called my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. You missed it. That was great. That was funny. You should have laughed. It's true, though, because women, they creative. They can see the way to get there. Women are smart. You guys are powerful, man. A woman, let me tell you something. She's not weird. She's, she's brilliant. So some of you guys listen to her. She knows more than you know. She really does. And I'm not bragging on the girls because I want to get kissed. She kisses me all the time, right? But I need you to see this. A lot of times what happens is, though, this is what happens. Like, guys, we get all, all the, sometimes you need to balance. You know what I mean? You need to balance. And sometimes having that, having that relationship with your wife, listening to her, see things that you don't see, because you see one way, she sees another way. You got to start putting that together. Man, you guys are a combo team. Can't be stopped. But stop fighting one another. Just agree with one another. Find a place of agreement, and you'll be better at it. Okay? Because vision in the house is important. Because some of you got to go and check this vision. Oh, now you, now you live streaming me. Look. Look, look, she didn't post the tweet for six months. Open your mouth about her, bam, she got me on video. You want me to stop? <laughs> yeah, wow, 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 wow. Everybody got notes, and Lauren's got a video. I said something about her, she got me like a blow up, man. I'm on Instagram, I'm on, I'm on World Wide Web, I'm on the World Wide Feed. I just went international like that. Tell her she's smart, beautiful. She's good looking. Woo, come on, man. I'll be a, forget about it. I'll have a billboard in Times Square. Glory to God. But you know what I'm saying? It's true. Vision in the house is important. Vision in your job is important. It's okay. You can tweet whatever you want. Vision is important, but make sure you give me credit. Amen. But vision is what? Key. But you see what I said there? Got to ask myself something about this thing. Am I battling the unbelief of impatience? Am I battling the unbelief of impatience? Yep, I do. How about you? Yeah, it's okay. Just admit it, we do. So now how about I start looking at impatience as a form of unbelief? Now it just became an enemy. It's not a process that most people call painful. It shows up now as an enemy that I battle against. Did you get it? When I start getting impatient now, I'm not going to look at it and go, well, you know, I'm just a little bit. No, that's an enemy called unbelief, and I don't need it in my life, so I'm not going to get like that. I'm going to just thank God because everything's going to be okay. You see it? I'm not looking at it. Like, doesn't it almost look like impatience isn't, like, such a negative? It's like, oh, everybody goes through this. You know, what's the big deal? Everybody gets impatient. I get impatient all the time. But now I'm starting to look at it. Like, it's a form of unbelief, and I don't want it in my life. God, it's okay. You know what? Next time impatience shows up, I'm going to say, God, I trust you that you're going to be right on time with everything I need when I need it because I know you're good. Amen? You see it? Just changing how you're looking at it because it's there. Okay? Look at this. It's right there, isn't it? We all do it. Number four, here we go. We're ready to go. Let's wrap it up. You ready? Four, remember, remember this, to be able to see, that's the ability of sight, but vision, that's the function of the heart. You can, you can play. Write that down. Remember, the ability to see, that's the ability of sight, but vision, that's a function of the heart. This is, vision is a spiritual thing, okay? Sight shows you naturally stuff. Vision shows you spiritually. It's like having spiritual eyes. Mm -hmm. You got them. And some of you, I want you to know, 2020 is going to be the greatest spiritual year of your life. I'm serious. Some of you I know. I know for you guys, I know it. Your ministry is going to get ready to shift in another direction. I got 2 Corinthians 4, I believe it is. I think I got 4 through 16 there. And then, you know, fasting and praying and all that stuff. I'm going to talk all about that Tuesday. Um, we'll talk about that Tuesday night. Um, and I got some really good stuff. I'll get, I'll get in this. I'll talk more about it. But for, just to give you, I don't want to give you too much. I really think this is good, right? So remember, the ability to see is different than the power of vision, okay? Because I believe this, and I want you can write this down for my note takers. I haven't given you this. When the law of faith and the law of vision collide, nothing is impossible. 
two laws, I believe, spiritually have to come together. It's the law of vision and the law of faith. Once they come together, you're unstoppable in whatever task you have before you. Because vision lets me see and faith lets me empower what I can see. But most people can't see. That's why. See, the enemy's smart to know that if he gets, that's how he got Adam. I need you to see yourself wrong so you can put your beliefs in a wrong picture. And that produces defeat. If you don't see yourself like God, you'll look like man. And that's what he said. He said, he said, if God, God didn't have a big deal with you. See, he took the law of what? Vision. And he got him to use the law of faith and empower his own defeat. But if you take the law of faith and put it with the right law of vision, there's nothing you can't dream and become. That's what happened when they were going to build the bridge. He said, what? The Tower of Babel. He said, you can't get these people here. If they got faith and they got vision, you can't stop them. What happens when you take the law of faith and the law of vision and put them together? You're unstoppable. There are two laws. It's like gravity. You can't stop gravity. You manipulate gravity to fly that bird, right? Thrust, lift, roll, speed, that. They figured it out. But here's the thing. Guess what? That law is always in motion no matter what. Remember I told you? Gravity's a law. You don't care about gravity right now. We're on the ground. We're on the ground. But if we're 90 feet in the air, what are we doing? We're watching the edge, bro. Come on, I've been telling you this. You see it? Doesn't mean it's not here. You just can't see it. You just can't see it, baby. But when you see it, what do you do? You respect what you can see. And you what? You prepare for what you see. That's what it is. You tell somebody, hey, go get ready for the Olympics. They're like, when's it at? Four years from now. You got to get up every day, 365 for four years from now. Most people can't do that. They cannot prepare for what they do not see. That's why people can't get a financial plan together. They cannot prepare what they cannot see. You got to start building safeguards today for the things you cannot see. But look what the Bible said. For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That means your spirit man's growing, right? And I'm going to say this, he ain't growing in stature or ability. He's growing in you yielding to him and you becoming more of the what? Spirit man you're supposed to be or woman. Watch this. For our light affliction is but for a moment. What's that mean? The pain of the process is only for a minute. The pain in the process is only for a minute. Works for us, what? A far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. Isn't that funny? The glory. So you might walk through the pain for a minute, but the other side of it is the glory of God. It's going to change your life. While we look not at the things which are seen. Why is that? Because the thing which are seen, what? But we look at the things which are not seen. Why? Because the things that we see are temporal. We know what that means? Subject to change. You can change what you see by the stuff you can't see. Now that sounds crazy. What does that mean? The stuff you see can be changed by the stuff you don't see with your natural eyes he's talking about. See it? See it? So watch this. The stuff you see, temporal, subject to change. What changes it? Vision. You just see a different picture. So you say like this. You could see. Well, what you can see is temporal. It's subject to change. I could change situations and circumstances with the power of vision. Vision connects me back to the Word of God. And when I say what God says about the situation, you see what God says. It starts changing everything. So here's your assignment. Where is my vision at? What do I need to dust off of my vision? What implementation of vision do I have to put together? And what's some stuff that I got to like, kind of like, maybe I got to storyboard it out a little bit just to make sure I can stay on track. What safeguards you going to put in? I don't know this, but I know one thing. I don't know all those things is what I'm saying, but I know this. I don't know. I don't know what you need this year. You do. You got to figure it out. You got to take some time. I think you need to. Everybody needs to take a time and reflect, just internally. Like, where am I really going this year, and what do I want to accomplish? And then after that's been decided, I think then we got to get a plan that's going to get you there. 
You know, you got a, you get a financial plan. What do you do? Where you want to be 20 years, 30 years from now? You get a spirit, you get a life plan. We do this as like, as people, you do, what's your plan? Where's your spirit plan at? Some of you, there's some, some goals you want to see this year. Where are they? And I'm going to tell you right here now, I, w- I wouldn't be making, I would not be making massive decisions anytime soon if you don't have to. Give yourself to this 21 days. Sit on it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, where am I going? What am I doing? What's going on? Where do we want this to go? And look, hey, I'm going to tell you now. It doesn't have to be big stuff. I just want the spiritual atmosphere to change. Okay, great. I want this to change. All right, great. And then here's my one thing. Have you checked in with God? You know, it's fun, funny. I said something in the morning. I said, I said it was funny. I thought it was funny. I said something really blessed me. I said, you know, I talked to this business guy one time. It was funny. We were talking. And he, and he, and he said this. We were talking. I don't know how I got this information, but it was somebody told me this. And they said, they said, God said, hey, get me out of The guy was saying, hey, praying about this. God, get me out of the mess. God, get me out of the mess. Kind of like this. And God, it was a problem with an employee. And God said, well, I never hired him, so why are you asking me to fire him? And it was so funny, like, I kind of got it. Like, the guy was saying, like, I didn't tell you to hire the guy. Now you're trying to get me to fire him. You know how you pray some people leave the organization? Some of you are that person, I told him in the morning. Somebody's praying for you to leave. <laughs> no, you've ever been that day? And I really felt like I, it was really cute, though. God's like, I didn't hire the guy. You hired the guy, so you go fire the guy. That was your decision, not mine. I really asked myself this. Have this one question, and I'm done. Have you been checking in with God that you're on his plan? You know what I'm saying? Just take a minute. Look at, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you checking in with God to make sure you got his plan? Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor! Wouldn't you like to be my neighbor? Neighbor, are you checking in with God? Making sure you got his plan. Because I got a, I got plans, you know what I'm saying? How many had some plans, but God kind of intercepted your plan? How many, right? How many had a, come on now, we're getting ready to go. How many had a business plan and God kind of intercepted? How many had a life plan and God kind of intercepted? How many had a plan? Oh, sorry, God showed up and now the, oh, the plan shot. No, the plan just got started, amen? There's some things you have planned, but God's got greater plans for your life because the Bible said exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think and speak, he can do, amen? So come on, let this year be the best year of your life. Come on, stand on your feet. Today's going to be great. You had a plan, God got But I'm going to tell you what. What's funny? Have any of you, have any of you, I'm gonna, I need some help. So I want you to be honest with me. Because some of these people are going through some stuff. Have any of you gotten a different plan? Things changed. But it was a little bit of a painful process to get there. Because I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. You might be in the best financial position you've ever been in right now. It took some pain to get here, though. Maybe you lost a business or two. Let's be honest, right? Maybe you're in the best financial spot you've ever been in, but it costs you some money to get here. Right? Maybe you're in a spot right now, but it was painful to get here. I didn't see it in the process, but it was painful. I had to go through some valleys I didn't want to walk through. Maybe your marriage had to walk through some valleys to get to a mountaintop. Come on, guys. Maybe we're on the brink of divorce. Come on. But you had to walk through some valleys to get to a mountaintop. So you had to walk through some valleys. Some of you right here, you know what? Somebody walked out of your life. That's okay. Somebody will walk back in. I'm telling you, listen to me, man. It was painful, but the process might be painful, but the promise is he's always faithful. Come on, you see it? You didn't get, every business guy I know, they lost a bunch of money. I had one guy said I lost 800 grand in a day. I said, that was a bad day. 
But I, yeah, I told him, he said, I, I look straight, straight up, almost a million bucks. And I, I laughed then when I was done. I said, yeah. I said, he said, why are you laughing? That ain't funny. I said, I wasn't laughing about that. I said, you know how to make money. There's somebody I never even see that kind of money. He said, you're right. I said, you can make it again. The guy's a multimillionaire now. I said, you know why? Because you've seen it. Ain't no big deal. It ain't lost and it's learning. It's learning, right? So you can maybe, maybe you wouldn't even be here right now. I was on the road going nowhere. Maybe God intervened and now you're going somewhere. But it was a little bit painful to get here. Look, your past ain't about ain't just about problems. Your past is showing you a roadblock of what not to do. What's 2020 going to look like? Like every other year did till you do something different. But guess what? When you start doing a little different, it's got to change. So you really want it or you want to talk about it? Ah, yeah, here we go. Now I'm going to meddle and I'm going to leave you alone. You really want it or you just want to talk about it? You going to be those people in the gym? Woohoo! I went out, got me, praise God. I got workout clothes. Hallelujah. I got me a headband, a water bottle. I got me one of those rubber mats. I got a yoga mat. I don't even know what a yoga mat is, but I got one. I got this. I got brand new sneakers. My God in heaven, I got the best shoes you can get. I got running shoes. I got shoes for this. I got weight shoes. I got powerlifting shoes. I got every kind of shoe you can get. Praise be to God. I got a, I got a gym bag. I got it all. Praise be God. I got me a Peloton, and I got a eucalyptus machine. I got I got a running this. I got a running that. I got it all. Praise be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You got it all. In three weeks, the bag will be in the closet. The yoga mat, you'll be sleeping on it while you're eating Doritos, watching reruns. Come on, somebody. The clothes rack will be hanging on your Peloton, and the lady will be screaming at you. Come on, everybody. Spin, 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 spin. And you'll be like, no, 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 no. And 2020 will look like every other year. But how many of you are going to change it? And take one little step and say, hey, and you want know what? I like it. I'm going to get down with all that. But how about we have a spiritual, a spiritual next season? Because you got stuff. And look, don't, this is going don't, to, I don't care if you, I don't care if this makes you cry. I love you. I don't want to hear none of this business about somebody else is going to do what God called you to do. I hate that. I said hate, and I'm adamant about it. There's 1% different than you and me, whatever that is in your DNA. They said something, they do a DNA thing. It's like everybody's like different by 1% or something like that. It's proven if you got that kind of background. It's 1%. Man, why in the world would God make you and then tell me to do what God made you for? That don't make no sense. I'm not qualified for what God called you to do. That's why he made you. If I do it, it's not as good as you doing it. You get that? So if you try to do what I'm supposed to do, guess what? It ain't going to be as good. But guess what? If I'm calling you to do what you've been called to do, it ain't going to be as good. We need you. Stop looking at this thing like throwing it on a back burner like you some, like, backup. You're no backup. We need you. There's only one of you in the earth. There ain't nobody else. Nobody else could take your place. That's baloney. God will give your stuff to somebody else. I'm going to say what? If God gives your gifts to somebody else because you didn't use them, they're not as good as if you did it because guess what? He designed you to do it. And there's not another you in the world. That's what makes you unique. We need you. So stop looking at yourself like I'm not important in the kingdom. You're important. I'm going to tell you what. what? I'm going to tell you what. You might not think you're important. You're important. Listen to me. You're important in relevant church. I need you. Somebody say, well, the earth don't care. I care. I need you because I can't do this without you. And that's why you're here. So figure out where you're plugging and play and let's go. You know what I'm saying? You're important. I'm serious, man. I want you to see me when I say that. It's true. Now, listen, lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes. Only if you're serious, say this. If you're not serious, don't say this because don't make a vow to God you can't keep. Only make vows you can keep. If you're serious, I'm going to ask you to do this. Only if you're serious. If you're not serious, say, man, I don't care about 2020. I'm going to do what I do every other year. Then don't open your mouth. That's not preacher hype. That's truth. But if you're serious about taking a step, I didn't say you got to give over, you know, just take a step. 
and you're serious about this thing with God, say, God, I really want to figure this thing out this year and make it the best year of my life. The next year of my life is going to be the the rest of my life. It's going to be the best of my life. It's going to be spiritually weird. Man, I'm telling you what, I'm going to love my family. Man, a billion times more. I'm going to love my, I'm going to love, I'm going to be a person. I'm telling you, something's going to happen to people in here. Okay? But you got to be serious about this stuff because people just do like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Appease the preacher business. Because he's going to talk to you about getting some people out of your life probably. And you're going to have to obey. He's going to talk to you about making some adjustments. He's going to speak to you in the morning about getting up. I don't know what he's going to talk to you about. He's God. I ain't none of my business. That's between you and him. But only if you're serious, just lift your hands to heaven and say this with me now. If you're serious. If you ain't serious, I'm okay with you. I love you just the way you are. I care less. Just say this. Say, Jesus, I'm serious about this year. I want to step in everything you have for me. I know I'm going to have to make some adjustments. But Lord, I know you're merciful. And I know you're gracious. And you're kind. And you're going to be gentle with me. That's who you are. Thank you for helping me. Give me the grace. And bring me the help. And give me the strength. Let this year be my year. Speak to my heart. Let my vision arise so strong that I see it, I know it, and I become it. And help me, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.